Hey friends, you're listening to Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry, a place where you can discover your purpose, your passion, and a place to get tips to get zest for your life back. Keep listening. Every Monday and Thursday, new uploads and tons of laughs right here. There we go. Uh, that bought us about 10 minutes. Okay, 20 minutes. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm so glad that I'm recording right now. Like, I'm <laughs> Okay, so um, welcome to Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry. I'm so glad that you guys are tuning in today. I have a wonderful guest. She's like a girlfriend now. She's my bestie. Um, everybody loves her here in the city of Columbus, Ohio. She is a sweetheart here. And uh, her name is Sean Ireland. She is a anchor for Good Day Columbus. She has a radio show with Sean and Sid. Right. Um, and then she also is a mother of two. Uh-huh. And I like to call her an avid or a bachelor enthusiast because <laughs> you watch her or if you follow anything she does on social media, she <laughs> always gives the best excerpts of The Bachelor. <laughs> and I'll let her explain that because she, I mean, she, go, tell I'm me not sure there's tell any what the love of The Bachelor is, please. I don't know what, you know, it, for a while there I was kind of embarrassed. I was kind of a closeted bachelor watcher. And then I finally stepped into my own. I went, heck no. And then I got my mom, who's 85, involved. And her comments are hysterical because she comes from, you know, another time. (laughs) People, girls didn't go on TV and kiss a lot of men at one time. So anyway, and I also, now I've forbidden my daughter to ever, ever, ever dream of going on the show. Okay. So she she, Sid knows this is not, this is not happening. However, I'm not ruling it out. Just, it would be a little creepy to watch, but would you, would you, would you, seriously, okay, seriously, like I know we're off topic right now. So for those of you who are who are tuning in, listening, and who will watch this later, I need to ask: Would you really go on the show? Would you? Would you go on? If there was an older version of it, uh-huh. they tried something called. It was called the Cougar or something <laughs> once upon a time. And to be honest, I watched that, and it made my. Kind of the hairs on my, my arms stand up. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, I don't think it's anything anybody deserves to watch. <laughs> watch me. Although you would be good TV, though. You're, I mean, you're you're pretty good with with television. No, because I'd be too honest. The guys, I'd be calling them out, and they would not want to hear that. <laughs> like, okay, they're like talking to the producers off script. Like, okay, right. gotta find a way to get her out of here. Anybody but her. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long have you been in media? Uh, 34 years. 34, 34 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I figured it out just the other day. Um, I actually had my first uh, radio job when I got out. Well, I was still in college my senior year. And I worked at this uh, country radio station in Marysville for a hot minute. You country. Um, and I went from there up to WSPD in Toledo, which is, you know, it's a clear channel kind of, not Clear Channel is a a company, but a big signal AM station, very much like our local WTVN. Mm -hmm. And um, I was there for about six months. And then a company across the street came knocking. They needed somebody to do a morning show on an AC station. So then that started it. So I started doing morning shows from that point. And then I got a call to come down to start the morning zoo. So that's how that all happened. Wow, Sean. Crazy, huh? 
this is this is perfect because what we're going to be talking about today is, is passion, right? Okay. Pursuing passion. And a lot of the women that that tune into to the show are moms and wives and grandmothers and women who are trying to break free from those titles and discover their own identity and pursue passion and purpose. And so talking to you and you having 35 years in, in a field, you can, would you say that this is your passion? And if not, what is your, what is your passion? Uh, Well, my kids are my passion. Yeah. I mean, who can't have that as their passion, but Oh, by the way, I'll show you a picture. <laughs> Graham and Sydney, they are my passion. Right Graham there. and Sydney, they're gorgeous kids. They are my babies, and they're such good kids. I'm so proud of them. Um, but they're pursuing their own passions, which is awesome. Um, no, I always knew. I just knew. And I think my passion was to make people laugh. I want people to be happy. Yeah. I love the joy that comes back from people when... I can, I can give them some joy. You know, I just, I love the give and take that comes from that moment and you feed off it. It just, it's just something organic. You can't create it. It's just there. And I've been so blessed that people have received me that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has kind of taken me to another place and then another place because it's, it's all I've ever really wanted to do, you know, and radio became TV, but not by planning. I never, I mean, I went out of college on a radio track, you know, and um, the, the TV thing opened up doors for me that I never could have imagined. But to be honest, I, you know, you sit behind a microphone doing radio all these years and it's like, oh, I don't really want to get dolled up and go on TV. Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to, at my age, <laughs> have to wear Spanx every day of my life and not a ball cap? That makes zero sense. But here I am. And so, um, you know, no, I've just looked at everything as a gift and it hasn't always been easy. In fact, it's been really hard um, at times. But then whatever that, that wall was that I hit... I had it. I was given another right turn, so that that has always worked out that way. And there's nothing, you know, better than anybody. It's the Lord. When that happens, yeah. He'll take you as far as you need to go, and then He'll say, "Uh, uh-uh, you know, there's something else." And then right. I found that to be my truth. I want to get back to that, but I want to ask: Sure, you were younger, like before yeah. media or anything. Has that always been you, like in you, to make people laugh, to to give people joy, like? Were you that kid? It's funny you say that because I started thinking about this for the first time ever in my life. And I think what it was in my life. Do you hear my dog? She's chewing on an empty water bottle. Oh my gosh. I have a 10 week old puppy. She drove me nuts. Um, But what I figured out about me is I learned to adapt really early in life because my father was an executive um, with a company and we, we had to move a lot. So Every time we'd uproot after a couple of years or so, it's almost like, you know, the term army brat or whatever, I would have to make friends. And and I found that I guess my gift was to disarm people to try to make them laugh, Mm -hmm. to try to be the fun one. I know it wasn't going to be the pageant princess. I was never going to be that person, but I felt like, you know, if I could just fit in by being the fun one Mm -hmm. um, and I, I never saw that sincerely, Monica, until maybe a year ago when I did a little deep dive and I figured out that's probably how this all came to be. So tell me about that deep dive, Sean. 
Like okay. what made you dive and say, how did all of this come about? You know, I think the biggest um, part of why I've kind of done this little step back and refocus on things in my life um, is that I am an empty nester. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't have anybody really um, prevalent in my life aside from I have a great relationship with my children and my family. Yeah. And you probably followed some of, you know, my mother's crazy escapades and things. <laughs> I'm so, so blessed with the family that I have. Is that driving you nuts as much as it is me? Can you hear the crackle? I can it? hear the crackle, but it's not driving me insane. I'm like, it, it, I'm captivated by what you're saying. So if it's driving you nuts, you can go and take care of it, but I'm no, not. Hey, there we go. Oh, that worked. Um, <laughs> um, I just, I'm, I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I know I'm, I'm not thrown in the towel or settling and I'm still just growing and experiencing things and looking for opportunities and, and doing things that I love, but it took me that minute to just kind of sit back and go, okay, you know, for maybe some people, this would have been my pinnacle mm-hmm. um, because I am, you know, I'm very fortunate to be doing what I'm doing. Wow. But I just, I just feel like there's more, there's some untapped more in there that I really, um, I want to see how far I can go. So would you say that that's that passion in you, that that's it's that flame so that's driving you to that? You know, it's funny too, and I don't want it to come across as ego because it's not. It's it's just a hunger for more. And whether that's learning or, you know, suddenly I, I go off the beaten path and try something entirely different. I don't know, but there's there's always been that hunger in me. Yeah. And well, especially now because I'm on a diet and it's killing me. <laughs> we don't know if it's a natural hunger or if it's a, it's a spiritual. This is my water now I have to drink every day. It's awful. If we get through this, this will be a miracle. I might have to do it from the restroom the rest of this. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I'm just, I don't, I don't know. I think the element of surprise is what people walk away from when they meet me because I don't, I don't think, I think I'm somewhat of an enigma. Uh-huh. And I'm a passion-driven enigma because I just, I don't know if you could really, really, t- I don't know, give me a title. No, I mean, I, I completely get that. I, I, I was just saying quarantine kind of stopped me in my tracks for a little bit. And for the first time in my life, I was like, I don't know what my next is. And I need to figure this out because I've never been here before. Yeah. And it was like, it was like almost a redirection, a redirection mm-hmm. and um, transition for me yeah. to rediscover untapped things in me. But I knew that there was more. I just didn't know what that looked like. So everything that you're saying is making sense. And I feel like people that are listening in right now that are at that crossroad, I'll say, mm-hmm. um, or transition or rebirth, whatever you want to call it. We, you find yourself in this middle road and deciding, okay, where do we, where do we go from here? Because we know that there's something else. Because if, if you don't have that to shoot for, then why, why continue right. living? Okay. You know? What happens, sure, is that fear keeps people back. Yeah. And unfortunately, fear is, it's, it's just an emotion. It's not yeah. a real thing. So if you can get past the fact that, okay, so I tried and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. What what harm is there? I don't want to be 80 years old and never have tried. No way. Wow. Yeah. Has there ever been a time, because you, you talked about a little bit on where there were like these walls, you hit a wall. Yeah. So was there ever a time when you would say you were unsure 
of your your future. I know that's yeah. I mean, I I, I got pushed out of a couple pretty big jobs. You know, I was unceremoniously let go at the morning zoo. Mm-hmm. Didn't see it coming. Um, and then again at Sunny ninety five, I walked away. Oh wow! Because of me knowing that there was there were things going on that just weren't right. So I used that opportunity to create the CIS show, which became, you know, the Shauna Kate show eventually. But because I, I, I was, I mean, I had to go to court eventually to, to win back what was mine. And I did. Um, and it was one of the most horrible <laughs> year and a half, two years of my life um, just because of the stress of it. But at the end of the day, I won. They you had retaliated. Yours and you won. They had retaliated and things were just not, not, not good. Um, but, you know, every time something like that happens, you don't know when you're sitting in it, why it's happening. But I can look back on it now like the blooming onion, you know, and peel back the layers and go, mm-hmm. wow. You know, that was painful. That hurt. Um, I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about other people. That sure, I sure. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it was another redirect, and I'm so glad I got there because, you know, it's taken me to where I need to be. And I've grown each time, too. Sure. I've done everything right. I've never, you know, I'm never, I'm too impulsive, I guess, sometimes to really think through every move I make in life. Mm-hmm. But I have, I think, a good heart, and a, I, I do things with, in a meaningful way, yeah. and that's kind of my guiding light. That's how I, I walk through this world. Wow. As you were talking, I just thought about the lotus flower. I don't know if you know anything about this, but I love lotus flowers. And it's one of the, it's one of, it's my symbol for my logo. And if you're listening out there and you don't know, I'm going to just share that because Sean, she knows what it is. So I'm not, I'm preaching to the choir talking to her. Guys that are listening, lotus flowers, their, their roots are bare or in mud. They're rooted in mud. And each night they submerge into murky waters. And then the next morning when they bloom, their petals are untouched. They're unscathed. They're not, there's no mud or residue on them at all. Mm -hmm. And it's like this crossroad that we were just talking about, that wall that you may be hitting or that you may have hit, but here you are, this Mm -hmm. rebirth that you've come to, Sean, and you're saying, okay, that didn't work, but here I am, and it was all on purpose. It took me a bit to get there. It took me a while to really understand why. And I think that's when I fell back more into my faith and understood then that I'm not in control of this. Are you kidding me? I am not in control. And as long as I'm just trying to tap into whatever my talents are and and trying to to better serve those, um, then I I feel like I'm going to be okay and I'm going in the right direction. What would you say to, to my listeners out there, people that are listening to you right now that are just saying, I don't know the first step on how, on what passion is, first of all, how do they discover their passion, what they're passionate about? Well, I think what fills you, what gives you joy, That's you know? And if that means that you, know, you like to help out a neighbor. That's your passion. If you can make that passion into a career, how wonderful. But if that's your passion, follow that. Um, If it's, uh, maybe it's something as simple as, 
you know, you, you do the numbers or taxes for, you know, a small group of people mm-hmm. and you get from that as much as you put in. If that's your passion, figure out a way to embrace it and grow it. Yeah. You know, it, you'll know, you just know, you can't fake a passion. Sure. And it's, it's not wrapped up in celebrity. It's not wrapped up in money. It's not wrapped up in all of those okay. things. No, it's, it's wrapped. It's right here. You know, it is right there. And there may be a day that, you know, my, my uh, opportunities get snuffed out, but I don't think my passion will. I'll right. figure out another way to use my passion. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about you um, as a mom and um, how you were able to pursue these things and not necessarily put your mothering aside because you don't put that, you don't, you can't ever put being a mom aside, but you were able to continue to pursue, even though you had these other duties, how, how did you balance that? Well, I was a single mom for a very long time. Um, The kids were young when I got divorced. And so that was very difficult because it was right in the throes of, you know, the heat of morning radio. Mm -hmm. Uh, my ex-husband, to his credit, he and I figured out a way to put the kids first. And we really did, you know, and um, we also had support, you know, from my mother-in-law, my family. When we had support, I had, I, I'd have nanny that would come in, you know, 3 a.m. when I'd go to work, I'd have somebody come here. Yeah. She'd go, she'd go to bed and then she'd wake up and get the kids out the door. I mean, it was, is it the perfect family dynamic? No, by no means. But my kids never were in fear or they didn't ever feel, I don't think, that um, this, outside of it being unusual, it didn't disrupt their lives as far as what they wanted to do with their lives or the things they want to do. When you're that age, it's about soccer practice and you know cheerleading sure. and things like that. So um, to this day, what I hear that is, to me, probably a better accolade than any award I could get is when my friends have said, when I talk about divorced parents and model divorced parents, I talk about you and Andy wow. because you two were able to put the kids first. Wow. It wasn't always easy. We both wanted to wring each other's necks, <laughs> but not in, not in front of the kids. And certainly um, we both had a love that was stronger for them than wow. it was, you know, our, our need to you know, win or whatever. Right. There's so many, there's so much meat in all of that. I was like, well, okay, which one do I, which one do I pick apart? Because when you were going through, when you were going through your divorce and still pursuing your career, right. still being mom, like, how did you, how did you keep all of that together? You know, there's a little bit of me that I'm starting to understand that skims across the surface of the pond. Uh-huh. So I don't get down in the murky water a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I think when I don't go real deep dive on myself, I'm able to just got to do what I got to do. Yeah. Got to be there when I got to be there. I got to, you know, I'm just kind of, like, yeah, I do that all the time. And I guess that's what, I don't know. Maybe some people will call it naivete, <laughs> maybe oblivion. I don't know. And maybe I have the gift of oblivion. Naivete. <laughs> <laughs> naivete. I'll, I'll say that about myself because I mean, I, I'm, I'm much like you. I mean, I've, I'm 41 years old. I've gone through so many things in my life. Right. A lot of different tragedies that people would call it a lot of pain, but somehow I've never let myself get low to the point where I was not able to be 
pull to pull myself up. And yeah. I've actually used the pain to push me to purpose. And would you say that you've you've done the same? I can tell you a moment where I thought I was negotiating a new contract with one of the companies and and I had gone back and demanded the same money that my co-hosts had had because I felt like I was much a part of it and I I deserved that money. And um, my attorney was working the details and it was supposedly a done deal. I got a call at five o'clock that day that Mm -hmm. the contract was to have been signed. And I'm like, hey, what's the good news? You know, I'm on the phone. My kids are in the other room. And he said, they've decided to go in a new direction. And because I had insisted, no, I do the same work. I'm part, you know, I deserve this same money. Um, and he said, no, he's in, in the, they only want to give you a two week severance. This is after being somewhere for a while. Oh, and, and he said, don't worry. I'm going to try to fight for more of a severance for you. And I hung up and I literally fell on the other side of my island here in the kitchen and sat against the island, just like falling. But I didn't want my kids who are watching TV in the other room to know that mom just got gutted, you know? And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I've got two weeks. That's it. You know, what am I going to do? And um, at that moment, this changed my life. Okay. I got a phone call from a gal whom had always been a friend in my life. She was a, a pretty religious person. I'd done a couple of Bible studies with her and yet we'd lost contact mm-hmm. um, just because of, you know, life. And I got a call and she said, her name is Murph. And she goes, Hey girly, it's Murph. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, how are you? And she could tell I was upset. She goes, what is happening? Mm-hmm. I said, Murph, I said, I can't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just literally got let go without any warning. When I was told this was a done deal, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she goes, honey, she goes, I know you're hurting so bad right now. But she said, the way you react to this moment in your life is the way your children are going to react to adversity the rest of their lives. I know it was a God thing. I'm telling you, it was a like, no, make me emotional. she said, you need to go in the other room because they're not dumb. They know you're upset. You need to go in the other room and, and reassure them that you're, you took a little hit and you're hurting, but everything's going to be okay. Like it always is. And I mean, you talk about timing. Whew. And I did, I went in and explained to the kids what had just happened and I said, don't you worry. You know, mm-hmm. I'm making phone calls. I'm going to find something. Whoa. And, you know, that's how it worked. But wow, you talk about God's. I needed that call more than anything in my life. Right. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Oh, you got me emotional. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, mean, it's, it's, I just Maybe. I should write a book at some point, I guess. This Maybe is craziness. Should. We can add author to your to your title. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I'm not gonna keep you very long. Um no, what, your, what are your final thoughts for for the women that that are listening to this podcast and men? I'm sure men are gonna be listening to yeah. this too that are just at a point where it's like, you know what? Now's my time. I'm ready. I'm ready to pursue. Because now is your time. There is no time. It doesn't matter if you're 21 years old or, or you're, you know, 60 years old. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. And that's what I'm finding out more and more is that sometimes, I mean, I really feel like my best is ahead of me. 
Monica. Yes. I am serious. Yeah. You know, I'm 57 years old, so that's a pretty big leap. Good girl. Sorry. <laughs> I am. I mean, I, people grew up around me. I mean, I see that, you know, people come up to me and they're like, I remember when, you know, you had, you gave birth on the air. I'm like, yeah, Ooh, sorry about that. But, um, <laughs> but, um, no, I just, I'm so encouraged by people now that are role models for me, that are people that just kind of came into their own in their second stage of life, yeah. you know? Because I think to women in particular, we had a late start. We've had to learn, you know, what it is to finally be allowed to come into your own yeah. and not feel shamed for it, you know? So hey, sure. give it, yeah, give us a little bit of leeway if we aren't all there yet, but also know that we've still got another act to play here. <laughs> we've still got more time ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Sean. I, I feel like there needs to be a part two. <laughs> I'm here for you. You're, you oh my me. gosh, you're just, you're such an inspiration to me. Uh-huh. And as I, as I wrote, you know, off, offline, um, that you're, you're like a, di- you're, you're a distant mentor. You don't know it, but you, uh-huh. you're, you're, I look at you as that. And I just it means a lot. appreciate it really all that you are. I appreciate your transparency and thank you so much for coming on the show and tell people how they can listen to, listen to yeah. you, find you, follow you, all of that good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Well, right now we're in the middle of a rebrand. It was the Shauna Kate show for a very long time, almost 10 years. And during COVID, some things changed and Kate has, you know, she just felt like I just, she needed to step away. Sure. To totally respect, mm-hmm. you know, love her. She's still a great friend of mine. Um, and then, so in the interim, Sydney stepped up as my daughter she grew up with a microphone in her face, so it was not a big stretch. And um, the dynamic now that has started between us, you talk about somebody keeping it real, that girl calls me out all the time. <laughs> in a way, Kate never could because she didn't know the, the dirty behind the velvet curtain. You know? uh-huh. um, so we are now rebranding into the Sean and Sid show. Uh-huh. And uh, we're on all the platforms. You know, you'll be able to find us on Spotify, iTunes, and all that, but also on local radio stations regionally. You can find us. So still go to the Sean and Kate show. You'll be redirected to the Sean and Sid show when the rebrand is over. Uh-huh. So that would be awesome if you could follow us there and, uh, you know, social media all over the place there as well. You'll find out. Well, thank you, Sean. Thank you, you so much. You know it, girl. I'm proud of you. And thank I'm proud you. of you. <laughs> thank you. No, oh, your passion is evident. And <laughs> I can tell by how happy you are and you've got this beautiful family and things are going right. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, you. Thank you. It means a lot. It means a lot. I'm here for you. Just let me know. Uh, thank you. I will listen. I'll call, I'll call you out on that. <laughs> okay. For sure. If I'm stuck in something, I'm going to call you. Sounds um, good. Well, thank you to uh, you, Sean, for for coming on. And thank you for everyone that is listening in today and that will listen later. Remember that a whole heart is a joyful heart. Until next time.